As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, May 10th. Happy Wedgie Day to everyone. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. Alongside me, as always, rocking one of the new No Dunk shirts, Tass Mellis. It's a new oldie. Feels so good. Mm. What's up, everybody? That pops on your chest, big guy. We got our top shot hot boy, <laughs> Mr. Field Day himself, also wearing one of the new No Dunk shirts, Trey Kirby. Hey, oh, Also popping, big guy. Yeah, and last... At the table here, we got the international man of mystery taking it to the max. Also wearing one of the new no dunk shirts, Lee Ellis. Friend. <laughs> I thought I'll give the t-shirt the full yeah. screen, and then I forgot I moved the mic away. Anyway, uh, and uh, last, certainly not least, uh, wearing a zip-up hoodie. Yeah, yeah, Just, uh, but looking good. Super producer JD. Hello. Hey JD, what's going on? Everything all right? Weird start there on the YouTube. Uh, you know, sometimes things crash. Ah. Sometimes things go off the rails, and the good news is I can use that cold open for tomorrow. So, mm. <laughs> uh, well, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Sorry for the hiccups there. We are still live though. That that's confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Uh, we'll get into the new award handed out yesterday, or at least announced, that uh, Monty Williams was yes. coach of the year. That's official. My favorite award. <laughs> oh, the guy loves coaches. <laughs> loves the X's and O's. Always has this guy. Uh, we'll get to that later. You got tweet of the night, Lili? I do, yes. Video. Video tweet. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here today? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. yeah, no, I've got it. It's a good one. I think you guys are going to like it. <laughs> Man, you know how to sell something on the show, I'll tell you that. Uh, and uh, before we get into everything, though, Trey, how was field day? Over the highlights, quickly. Uh, the highlights came in the first 18 minutes of field day for me because okay. my two girls started in the gym 
One of them, their first uh, their first challenge on field day was basketball. The other one, their second challenge was basketball. They both made a shot, Whew. so mm. I was happy. I was like, I'm the basketball guy <laughs> showing up here, going crazy. <laughs> Flip that wrist, Tyler! Get the elbow under the ball, Ada! <laughs> and they both drained great. it, so it was great times. Uh, great nice. times. A lot of kids yelling. <laughs> Out in the field on the day. Any ball really throw fun. happening at field day? No or is ball that chuck. Oh, yeah, I mean, that used to be the best. Yeah, that was always my favorite event was softball throw. Yeah. Just see how far you can throw it. Uh, who cares if your arm gets ruined for <laughs> two to three weeks afterwards? But no, they um they had javelins, which were one pool noodle. Ooh. <laughs> how do you cut in four pool noodles? Oh, uh, just like just like a javelin, you know? Yeah, but. One kid was awesome. I was like, this kid's going to be a future javeliner. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever pre-scouted a javeliner <laughs> wow. in my life. But uh, be on the lookout from uh, the United States of America, an Olympian coming from Georgia <laughs> in the javelin in about, I don't know, I would guess another 18 years. Okay, great. Well, it was a big success then. Huge success. All right, great yeah. to have you back here uh, in the Classic Factory. Uh, coming up later today, if you're an F1 fan, and apparently there were a lot of you this weekend, doing big numbers on ABC, the F1 uh Miami Grand Prix, no breaks. TK and Graydon breaking down that race and uh, all of the festivities surrounding it. Yeah, a lot of celebrities. We're going to be talking a lot more about what happened off the track, I think, than what happened on the track, but it's uh, still going to be a banger regardless. Okay, so no breaks, has its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed uh, around 1 p.m. Eastern live, TK and Graydon here from the Classic Factory talking about that race. Okay, let's get to the basketball. Tass, you get us started, man. We're going to start with the nightcap. Warriors... They stage a late rally, and they win game four. They grab the 3-1 lead. There is no John Morant. There is no Steve Kerr on the sidelines for the Warriors. And for what was it? Like 47 minutes plus? uh, Mm -hmm. The Grizzlies looked like they were going to tie this series up at two games apiece, and the Warriors really felt like they stole this one. This was a stealer. I'm surprised we're starting with this game. I'm I'm a little surprised. I feel like Al Horford is lurking somewhere. He's going to come dunk on my head. (laughs) Uh, Saying, okay, okay, okay. He's going to come jam on each one of our heads because this was absolutely a steal. I don't think many guys played well in this game. Barely any played well in True. this game. I, even though Steph came on late, you could say Steph didn't play well mm-hmm. in this game, sh- shooting 10 of 25. But for 47 minutes and 15 seconds, the Grizzlies had the stinking lead. And John Morant's absence was really felt those last couple minutes. They just needed somebody to hit a basket. They went a little stretch a couple minutes there uh, without a basket. And when the Warriors finally took a lead with about 45 seconds left, Steph at the free throw line, I thought Jaron Jackson Jr., had an opportunity down one where he got Draymond Green on his back and Draymond Green kind of just played off him because yeah. he didn't want to foul yeah. him. And, and Jaron Jackson Jr. turned around and just missed a push sort of a jumper, half jumper from the free throw line. Yep. And I, I think that's one thing that Jaron Jackson Jr. could hopefully perfect in the offseason, just a, a turnaround jumper. I mean, his I know he looked at the box score after the game and said, I was 0 for 7 from 3, and that really killed him. And he came down the floor after that miss, and they gave him the ball again with 12 seconds left, down 3, ready to tie this thing. And it was sort of a, a handoff as the Grizzlies came up the floor uh, from another Steph free throw, and it was a handoff. And Draymond Green absolutely blew it up. Yep. It was great. You know, 30 feet from the bucket, blocking Jaron Jackson Jr. and that three, and then another three. But he just needs to develop something. I know we were in MLK, and, and you say I like the X's and O's, and I think we were doing some X's and O's at MLK Day in Memphis watching Jaron Jackson Jr. and just thinking 
he needs to develop just just something inside the arc, a little back to the basket game, just something, and then he would be great. And, and you got a nitpick going down to the wire here because they had this game, they just needed somebody, uh, somebody to hit one stinky shot. So this feels uh, like I uh, really like their heart just pulled out of their chest. Uh, it's got to uh, this. This could have been them going back home with home court advantage again, uh, and the Warriors not playing well. At all, mm-hmm. uh, really. Uh, uh, the defense was there. This was a, a great defensive game from both sides. But going down, it was just Steph hitting free throws. I know he had 18 uh, in the fourth, and he, and he changed the shoes uh, because it wasn't going well and <laughs> put on those Curry purples uh, instead of the Sager Strong shoes that he had on uh, earlier in the game. And he hit a couple early in the fourth, but it was just him hitting free throws at the end, really, and you know, making fun of the Kings afterwards. And it's is a, not a performance I will remember from Steph Curry by any means. <laughs> right, right. Uh, by for anybody, yeah. you look up and down the box score. Nobody really. Has. Kyle Anderson had a good game, yeah, but he was two of seven from three. There wasn't really anybody who had a good game, uh, but the defense was there, and uh, you know, the Wiggins block on Bain, and this was just truly one of those ugly playoff wins that is uh, a W in the in the in the column and. That's about it when it comes down to it. But the Grizzlies, yeah, just, uh, yeah, that hurts. That definitely hurts. They lost a game in which Golden State's last field goal came with 3.25 to go. <laughs> wow. Think of that. Wow. Like, like Tass said, it was like a bunch of curry free yeah. throws. Uh, that was all these points coming at the end. Yeah, what would you think? Is this uh, this is one the Grizzlies are going to wish they had back? Yeah, uh, Dylan Brooks will remember this game. Yep. Not, not for the right reasons. Yep. Uh, he yep. was absolutely awful in this game, taking bad shots. Now, he had a drive late which was a very nice basket, what they needed. I mean, that's better than him just throwing up these three-pointers that he's throwing up. He did the same thing in Game 1. Obviously, Game 2, he missed most of that because the ejection didn't play at all in Game 3. So he's uh, not been very good for them. But this was just one of those games in the playoffs that no team, nobody was really playing all that well. It was just who's going to kind of be leading at the end. And the experience just maybe got the Warriors over the line here. I thought Andrew Wiggins actually did some okay things defensively. Uh, He had that huge block that led to the Jordan Poole run-out layup. That was kind of like finally an easy basket here for the Warriors. They needed something like that. Now, he bricked a three himself late. So, But in a game like this where the teams combined to shoot 18 for 72 from downtown, uh, not a pleasant viewing experience out there. Mm-hmm. But for the Warriors, I mean, if you can survive a game where Clay Thompson goes 0 for 7 and Steph goes 4 for 14... You'll just take that. You'll just say, okay, great. We get this win. We're 3-1 up. Obviously, from now, they're likely to close out the series. It may come back to the Golden State here. It may go six games. But uh, for the Grizzlies, what a missed opportunity with Ja Morant sitting on the sidelines there. They played well enough. They did enough. They led by double digits in the fourth quarter but just couldn't get over line. And again, Draymond, I thought, played well considering the foul trouble he had. He, he, he sort of didn't drop that intensity and he kept up. He got the late block there on Jaron Jackson. But the one thing about Draymond is, you know, he got five fouls. He's averaging four per game in the playoffs. He runs around as if it's the worst call he's ever seen every single time he gets fouled. That's got to drive you crazy if you're a referee. You're like... You're fouling, though, man. Like, there was the one where Jaron Jackson came down. It was a bang-bang plane. They challenged, Draymond straight away challenged that call. Those sorts of calls, I think they're right when they're a block. Again, it is very, very tough. No one really knows if it's a block or a charge. But Draymond reacting like that, I think, is um, it affects his integrity in trying to get other foul calls later on. Because the ref's like, man, you you react like that all the time. (laughs) Anyway, for the Warriors, you just want to win a game like this. An ugly, ugly game. Um, you, You mentioned Steph, of course. I mean, 10 for 25, 4 for 14. And he had some wide open ones and they just thumped off the back of the yeah. iron, which, which is very rare. So 
huge, huge win here for the Warriors to go 3-1 up. And uh, again, they're going to close it out in five or six. Trey, what do you think? I can't believe that either team got over 100 points. Yeah, surprising. <laughs> like, you look at the box score, 101 to 98, that seems like a completely reasonable playoff score. But, man, this was so ugly, especially through three quarters, you know, 39 in the fourth for the Warriors, 29 for Memphis. Made it respectable, but... I don't know. You could just tell that John Morant wasn't out there. So it's like Dylan Brooks did have a bad game. Five for 19. He had eight assists. That's cool. But Clay Thompson also had a bad game. The difference is that Steph was there for the Warriors to cover for him. Jordan Poole is there to soak up some of the possessions as well. Bain wasn't able to do much last night. Just eight shot attempts. So they weren't going to go to him late in the game. Jaron Jackson Jr. was kind of the guy that soaked up all of their possessions. And he only went seven for 21, though I did like how aggressive he was being. But mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you supposed to do? It's like you need some sort of offense if you're yeah. if you're the Grizzlies. And Brooks is always willing to shoot. For <laughs> he's sure. he's going to get his shots up. At least I guess his best quarter was probably the fourth quarter. He went three for six. He did hit, a three, uh, hit two threes. But that's kind of a blessing and a curse sometimes with Dylan Brooks. Right. But... I don't know. The the Warriors did a good job to be able to steal this game, but I think they make things hard on themselves. Because, like, how is Steven Adams able to play in this series? He wasn't able to play against the Timberwolves because he's too slow out there, but the Warriors just don't put him in actions, and they don't really punish the Grizzlies for running him out there. Steven Adams was able to make an impact, I thought, on mm. the glass. Yeah. That allowed uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. to move down a position, stay out of foul trouble, which was good for the Grizzlies, but the Warriors have to play him off the court. Like, they have a great small ball lineup, they should be taking advantage of them putting their biggest, slowest defender out there. Jenkins went away from yeah. Adams, though, was the crazy part. And I know people are like all over Dylan Brooks here today because he had a stinker of a game. But there's many people just uh, equally, I guess, wondering what the hell Jenkins was doing, too. One, with keeping maybe Brooks out there when he's sort of shooting you out of some of these possessions. And then some of the other moves. Like, why not maybe go with a Williams or a Melton over Brooks? Where was sort of Adams after having an impact on a very ugly game but they they dragged this game into the mud that's how mm. you're maybe going to beat the Warriors they were sort of playing the old classic grit and grind sort of Grizzlies type of game and that's going to help your chances when you don't have John Morant uh, but he made some I think mistakes here and in one again that we keep saying they looked like they had um, so I mean I don't know where you want to put any like the blame is equal across the board Yeah, Brooks for some of questionable shots Jackson for maybe not coming through in the clutch because he had his chances and I think Jenkins made some mistakes here yeah, I think he deserves yeah. some of the blame. But uh, again, in a game where there's no flow, like trying to find the right decision out there, it, it is just tough. And again, you mentioned like you said three minutes 42 the last time. 325, 325 it was. Like, I think it was the Curry. He hit like a baseline sort of jumper right. that late. Yeah. Um, so they, they just needed to get some sort of offense. And, and Tass mentions the one there with Jaron Jackson. If that drops, maybe the Grizzlies go on to win this game, you know, and we're not talking about the the, the, the moves there from Taylor Jenkins. But, I mean, for Stephen Adams, again, in the in the minutes he was out there, the 10 points, 15 rebounds, the six offensive rebounds, that's what he has been yeah. doing for the uh, Grizzlies all season long. So they did enough to win this game, and they should be at 2-2 here. And now it's like, okay, so what is the adjustment? Is Jar Moran even playing here in game Five. Uh, I don't think he's been clear. Sounding like he is not. If you heard yeah. what Jaron Jackson Jr. said, uh, what did he say? His exact words were something like, it's definitely sad. Mm. That's what Jaron Jackson Jr. said when he found out more about Morant's injury. Taylor Jenkins said he had the MRI, but he declined to reveal the results. <laughs> like uh, They just like straight up won't tell us. So, yeah, it, I guess it, if I'm betting, I I don't think we're seeing John. I don't think so either. Uh, but, but but that's okay. I mean, because again, we we know the Grizzlies have a good record without him this season. They nearly won this game, and back in Memphis is the place where they can extend it. But yeah. they need to make some smarter decisions. And and I, I think it's probably with Dylan Brooks. It's like 
you gotta you gotta put it back in the holster at times here, man. You're firing <laughs> I mean, away. I mean, okay, game four was always gonna be the perfect storm for an overzealous Dylan Brooks because yeah. you can count it for a number of reasons. One, he's returning from a two-game suspension basically because he mm. missed all of game two for the most part. Then he misses game three for the hit on Gary Payton the second. So he's like fired up. He's like, I got to make it up to my guys. Okay, that's part one. Part two, you're in the chase center where they're booing him every time he touches the ball. You're going to get that, like, I'll show it to you type of mentality going. <laughs> no John Morant, so he's in his head. I got to carry the offensive load a little bit more than I even want to. And then, oh, yeah, he's Dylan fucking Brooks. I mean, this is what he does. He just comes out, guns a-blazing. He took six shots in the first six minutes. First <laughs> shot was a complete yeah. air ball. Uh, you know, it was rough. He did the same thing in the second half. You know, firing away early in the second half. <laughs> and so just between brutal turnovers, these shot attempts that are just out of rhythm, he's just trying to do too much. He was uh, offensively. But then he gave him, of course, a better defensive identity in slowing down some of the Warriors' perimeter play. Well, yeah, they missed some shots, yeah. but he had an impact on that end. So. He's a Patrick Beverly type in that sense. You yeah. know, he, do, he does certainly put in and, and give some tenacity there, but he's shooting 16% from the field in this series and 15% from three in this series. So, uh, And one of those threes, by the way, was right at the end of the game. Exactly. Like, yeah, he, from 30 he, feet. Yeah, 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 so, so that doesn't don't really count. count that but, one. but he hasn't gotten to the free throw line at all, and now he's not a great, you know, he doesn't get there a lot. But that drive I mentioned there late, that's the sort of thing I think he needs to be a bit more aggressive with doing those, getting higher percentage looks than uh, than firing away. But Yeah, he took that three with like 50 seconds to go that people are really going, mm. ooh, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Now, if you look back, you know, there wasn't a ton of time left on the shot clock. Like a shot was going to have to go up, but it was like, come- he... He really thinks he's Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. and <laughs> He's not, Patrick man. Beverly, and Beverly yeah. doesn't take 19 shots yeah, in a game. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where you look back to the regular season, and without Morant, they were 20-5. and five, And because they're able to you know distribute and everybody gets their turn, and then they have a great defense. But here they, ma- they were matched by a really, really good defense, and you could see that the shots just weren't easy. Every, every shot was defended. Jaron Jackson Jr., was in at the end of games at the end of the game even though Steven Adams started and it's Jaron Jackson Jr and and four wings out there and there just wasn't enough space now what happened earlier in this postseason uh, when they needed some creation they went to Tyus Jones along with John Morant and I think aside from Tyus Jones who played a solid game he played a solid floor game he he, he just wasn't shooting at the end uh, to finish the job I think DeAnthony Melton could have played beside him more to create because he is uh, a creator, and they needed a little bit more of that. Because you just saw when they got matched by a good defense, that that movement around where everybody gets the touch just wasn't wasn't going to work against this really, really, really good Warriors team. So I think that could have been a little bit of a change. Tyus Jones, I think he played he played 41 minutes in place of John Morant, played a good floor game, and, and did a solid job. He did. He did. He, he missed a tough. He missed yeah. a tough floater late. You said the Jackson yeah. shots. Good defense he on Tyus Jones, and yeah, it was a. The floater was just off. Yeah. yeah, and then you said the Jackson missing the lane, then Jackson missing the three. I mean, I'm just saying it wasn't just Brooks at the end <laughs> coming up. Uh, Kyle Anderson had an awesome game for the Grizzlies, but he couldn't hit a free throw, mm. uh, which was turned into a bit of a liability. I mean, he was two for seven at the line, and none of those are really even close to going in least. No, Robbie Calland had a nice tweet too. He shoots like the Olympic robot guy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw somebody say that uh, Warriors fans should do the Giannis free throw countdown, but while he's taking 
like a three, a three point shot. shot. <laughs> Do a 24 second <laughs> shot. Yeah. It is wild. He was seven of eight from the floor. Yeah, he yeah. Was smooth game out there. Well, he was and abusing he, pool like anytime he got too yeah. small. Yeah. yeah, and then he got to the free throw line, and it's yeah, a robot is good. Uh, he's got a little Chuck Hayes in him yeah, where he's got that hitch. hitch. Looks like there's two shots happening, and he was two of seven from the line. Weird, just just a weird stat line right there. Yeah. Um. So moving forward, you mm. think this one is a bit of a wrap? You're saying five or six here for the Warriors? Well, definitely. I think the Warriors have got it from here. I don't think they're going to blow the the lead completely, but I can definitely see the Grizzlies dragging it out to six. Uh. But I think that's the that's where the Warriors are going to say we go no further than six games because they don't want to have to go back. Mm-hmm. And maybe Jar Morant comes back there for a game six or seven. Who knows? Hopefully he does. I mean, we want to see the uh the the Grizzlies at full strength mm-hmm. for however many games they have left here. But I mean, the Warriors haven't been super convincing, but they're just done enough. You know, they just did enough in game one game two was the uh was the grizzlies of course the big jar morant game they blow them out in game three here and then they just squeak over the line i think those are the sorts of things that the grizzlies a young team will learn from even though again one or two possessions in that last minute and a half and it could be a 2-2 series yeah any other thoughts on this game from last night the one that you don't really want to talk about uh, well, remember or well, thoughts moving forward here? yeah i don't think anyone's gonna remember no. it um i'm okay with jaron jackson jr a big looking at his left hand after scoring. That's fine. <laughs> he scores a lot with that left. Yeah. Prefers the left. He, he loves driving does. with it. Yeah, he does. And, and he played some bully ball. It was, you know, he did his thing. He just needs a little, a little bit more refinement, I think. And then he could be their, you know, their number two guy. Uh, other little notes. Um, there was a live betting line thrown up during this game, which is wild. A live betting line, which said, you know, the over-under was 222 during... <laughs> yeah, they've been awesome. doing this. Uh, where they throw in the live line? Yeah, where they yeah the always over-under, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. interesting. I don't remember seeing a pre-game to in-game line that dropped like 40 points uh, yeah, on the true. over-under. That <laughs> no, was, that's it was like 220 to 189 or something like that. That was, a, that was an ugly, <laughs> an ugly three quarters, man. It's... Uh, it's a funny little science behind that live betting line because it was in that sports book last week and how it changes like possession to possession <laughs> and they do their little math where, the, where you can literally you, you can go up uh, to to the booth to the the teller and say yeah yeah I want I want that life I want over 185 got to bet it now got to bet it now before somebody else scores and then it's going to drop to 183 right, it's right. just it's switching at all times uh, and the Steph Curry thing after the game and post game <laughs> which was hilarious because Mike Brown yeah. was in the seat for Steve Kerr who's out with health and safety protocols the same day he was hired as Kings head coach so, coaching two teams coaching two teams what on the mean? same night so Curry said something about them shooting bad, and it feels like we were the kings. That's what he says on the floor. And then pretty funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny. If he can't make fun of a team because he was ridiculed, and then he had to explain it you know, 15 minutes later when he was on the podium. He can't make fun of a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2006. Who gives a shit? <laughs> he, he basically he, – he, and then he had to – he had to say it was more about Mike Brown than about the Kings. Okay, like he was trying to make a connection, and who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like the Kings make the playoffs, and he won't make fun of you. I, yeah, it's it, like it's, you can't make jokes anymore. Jokes are out. I know. Same on Twitter. You make a joke, people get so offended by it. You know? <laughs> what was the latest joke you said on Twitter that got people? All uh, my latest joke. It's <laughs> your latest. Well, joke? well <laughs> I mean, I, like I tweeted yesterday about the MVP race or, or the. Oh, MVP. you had a big flag joke yeah yeah and i put i said look 
you know, like international it is. And then I put up all the results, one, two, and three yeah, for Yeah, using four the flags. Years. Yeah. yeah. And then I put the next year's ahead. And, and I, can you explain it for me for 2023 for those listening yes. or watching here? What, yeah. what was the final three flags for this upcoming yeah. season MVP? Well, I had Slovenia. Okay. So... I think that one's fairly obvious. That one's going to Luca. Okay. Uh, I put Giannis in at number two. Okay. Uh, or Thanasis, but I went with Giannis. <laughs> and then I slipped the Australian flag in there at number three. I'm not that big a homer. I'm going to put it at number one. Right. I put it in the number tiny, three tiny there. Homer. And of course, Hold you know. Closer. Yeah. And then uh, so people, are, you know, start arguing. And, you know, people just get offended sometimes if you just sort of make a joke like that. So uh, People were offended <laughs> that you were predicting an Australian would get exactly. third place yeah, MVP yeah, votes yeah, in yeah. 2023. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to be very very, very yeah, careful. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I thought it was a good joke. Who I, are you? Who are you? Thinking? Yeah, I'm not sure it was a joke. No, well, uh, that's right. But that's, it's more. It's more like, oh, that's clever, isn't it? You know. Like, <laughs> who, are you, who did you have in mind? That's uh, this uh, third that place. Was clever. Well, I, th- I think Josh Giddy could. Uh, it could really uh, <laughs> pop up there. Thought maybe it'd be Kyrie. Uh, well, Kyrie, no, he gave up his Australian. Oh. Uh, you know, eligibility, I yeah. will say, mm-hmm. when he when he chose the United States, which is fine. He, I mean, he was born in Australia, but spent most of his life over here and uh, didn't know the Australian national anthem when I asked him about it one time mm-hmm. when I was in uh, in Cleveland. So anyway, <laughs> that's fine. Ben Simmons with the ultimate narrative. The well, return. look, I mean, that would be a great story, <laughs> wouldn't it? You know? be a great joke. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I had a better joke about Ben Simmons too when people got upset about that. Oh, you can't like, touch oh, Ben Simmons. No, no, don't no, do that. Don't I know, do that. I know. I know. Um, do you have any final thoughts on uh, last night's game or this series trade? I mean, how confident do you feel the Grizzlies can get this back to the Bay? Uh, I wouldn't be super confident because I don't feel like uh, either team has played super well in this series, <laughs> yeah. but I feel like the only time the Grizzlies have got a, want, a win so far is with a superhuman performance by John Morant. It doesn't feel likely that we'll see him in Game 5, just seeing the clips of him walking around during warm-ups, yeah. and he's still got a heavy limp uh, for sure. So with a pretty quick layoff in between games here and having to travel. It doesn't feel very realistic that he'll be back, but if the Grizzlies catch fire, that's a way they could pull off a win here because 18 made threes between the two teams (laughs) probably also won't happen uh, going forward. So, I would be more confident in the Warriors. Yeah, what was the score at half? Can somebody remind me? Was it uh, 41-38? Yeah, I believe that is right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember Nora looking at it going, yeah. end of the first quarter? <laughs> nope. That's 41, half. 41-38. <laughs> yeah. This is half oddly between these yeah. teams. That's that's really low scoring, uh, even in a playoff game. But, yeah, Warriors pull it out. They got the 3-1 series lead. The only series in the second round that will mm. not be giving us... Not pivotal, pivotal at all. Game five. Stupid. And on that note, let's take our first break. When we come back... We'll talk about Big Al Horford and those sexy eyes giving us a pivotal Game 5 between the Celtics and Bucks. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. 
love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right. Back with the boys in the Classic Factory. I think you're right, Tass. Maybe we should have started with this game, hey, man. But that's okay. Yeah, no, I'm not insulting the Grand Selector. You pick, you pick the games. You <laughs> man, that's fine. The Grand Selector. Uh, Al Horford and those big, sexy eyes, along with Jason Tatum, who was clutch uh, in the fourth, helped the Celtics even this series. 116-108 in the Game 4 victory, and we now are tied at 2 games apiece and we got a pivotal game five later this week but Trey let's break this one down yeah for about 36 minutes I thought we were watching a repeat of game three close first half big third quarter for the Bucks led by Giannis we had 13 and six in the quarter looked like it was takeover mode Um, Milwaukee had a smaller lead than in game three but a little bit of defense perhaps some fortunate foul calls and maybe they're looking at 3-1 no pivotals but during the quarter break between the third and the fourth the Celtics and the Bucks had a Freaky Friday body switch. Mm. Al Horford became Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's <laughs> the only way to possibly explain yep. how Al Horford had the game of his life at almost 36 years old. You mentioned it, Skeets, a career playoff high, 30 points. 12 of them came in the fourth quarter. He blew by Giannis Antetokounmpo, dunked on his head, and then punched him in the face. <laughs> Got a technical for it. He had a couple of threes in the quarter as well. He was the best player on the court. In the fourth quarter, we've seen a lot of Al Horford games. We've yep. seen Al Horford playoff games yep. here in Atlanta. We yep. watched Al Horford win two national championships, and somehow he has his best game of his life <laughs> in the playoffs, almost 36 years old, against Giannis. Yeah. It was crazy stuff. To a lesser extent, Marcus Smart also became Drew Holiday a little bit in the fourth quarter. Nine points for Marcus Smart, two assists, four of five from the field just bodying Drew Holiday with some Drew Holiday-like moves. Yep. He would get him on an ISO, back him down, back him down, back him down. Easy layup. I was actually shocked he didn't bust out the two small. Mm. Yeah, on that second point. one for sure. Definitely. Too much respect, yeah. I think. Yep. All in all, Boston scored 43 points in the fourth on 16 of 19 shooting. Feels nice. It looked like they were headed to a 3-1 deficit. Instead, we got another pivotal game five on Wednesday. Crazy. Mm. Crazy stuff from Al Horford. Yeah, did you think this was going to end in a in a Bucks win last night in that third quarter, oh, yeah. especially when Giannis was doing Giannis things and attacking and attacking and attacking. It's like, uh, and it was only a seven-point lead heading into the mm-hmm. fourth, but it was looking like Milwaukee was going to go up 3-1. Seven feels like a big number when it comes <laughs> yeah. to these two teams. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, when they're struggling a bit. The, for the Celtics to go off like that in the fourth and for Tatum to find his groove, that was surprising. Al, you got to give it all to Al Horford. Al Horford got them to the fourth quarter, and then Tatum started to find his flow and ended with 30 because I think Al was 
able to carry the team mm-hmm. and that, that Tatum I could you could see himself pissed off at himself early when you know he'd get Brooke on a, a switch and he wouldn't shoot the three and then uh, he, he was he was angry he's just he's in his head as he said about Kevin Durant in the first round what the Celtics did to Kevin Durant but I think Al helped him get out of his head when he's Jason Tatum is falling literally falling and able to just throw it off the backboard and dropping it yeah, all praise to Al. He's come out of nowhere, really. I, I know that, you know, he's been a four-time All-Star. Is it five? Um, anyway. I think it's four. I think, yeah. And to go to OKC and to be a guy that, you know, was really just sort of you know, cast aside in, in terms of people's uh, consciousness. For them to drop 43 points in that fourth quarter, that, that's hard to do against a Bucks defense. Now, Yanis was obviously gassed. He was tired, and he needed Chris Middleton uh, <laughs> out there. Uh, but they put up 43 points. So it's it, it, the Bucks. yeah, like like Trey said, it could have been a mirror image of Game 3 where they were able to score ugly at the end, just find a couple buckets that were just, you know, kind of broken plays and win this game. But they gave up 43 because Al was hot and Tatum followed suit. And, yeah, maybe the Bucks have sort of found their way out of, you know, their – their, their stinky play, and, and I'm sorry, Celtic. the Celtics have found their way out of their stinky play, and Tatum has find his, found his way out of his head a little bit. Well, Yudoka going small ball here down the stretch. Mm. Uh, in game four, the Bucks scored 25 points in 18 minutes when it was Al as your big, Tatum as your four, and then all these guards out there, uh, and it worked uh, at least against Milwaukee in game four. It was huge. Yeah, well, he got nothing out of Tice, uh, and Grant Williams was in foul trouble. So that was, I think, part of the reasoning there as well. But uh, spreading the floor out, when you've got a guy shooting 53% from three in the playoffs like Al Horford yeah. is, it's just a, it's an incredible boost that they get to their offense. But I think in this series, we're seeing the Bucks clearly have the best player, but I think the depth of Boston showed out there last night because Drew Holiday didn't really do anything. And they didn't get much out. Bobby Portis wasn't there very good for last night. I thought Brooke was okay, but that's when they needed somebody else to just sort of chip in when, when Drew's going five for 22 from the field. I mean, they, yeah. they, they they just can't survive there. And Giannis, yeah, you mentioned there, Tass, like he's, uh, you know, just a beast of a human and an athlete, but he looked a couple of times like just hands on the knees, like every single play down the court, he had to sort of think, okay, am I going to drive? Am I going to pass? Is someone going to do something? What else do I have to do? And then defensively, he's being made to work as well. So I think it yeah. is, it, you know, it's caught up with him some uh, to some degree in this series because the Celtics are relentless. And then when they got it going there, they did have a few options and Tatum hitting threes are just like, oh, finally, that's what they needed. But uh, this one, they were up double digits in that third quarter and it felt like the Celtics had not quite enough on the offensive end because they weren't getting it from Brown and Tatum. Instead, the, the, the Bucks kind of ran out, I thought, of, of uh, offensive help for Giannis. So uh, that's kind of where they ran into problem. But, man, Marcus Smart, I thought, was really good too last night. I yep. think he's been uh, very good. I mean, we know that it's that always that battle. Who's going to flop? Is it a flop or is it a charge? <laughs> Either one pretty much most of the times. But those who got into it, they collapsed on the ground there, Giannis and Marcus. And then what, tried to help each other up <laughs> yeah. for like 10 seconds until Smart just gave up? He's well, like, I, you're just tired. You don't even want yeah, to I, I think Giannis was kind of like, yeah, help me up. And then he's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're competitors. You can't help me up. And no, Marcus he was Smart. trying to pull him down. Yeah, and then he threw uh, yeah. <laughs> Because he was watching the play at the yeah. other end. He was getting his rest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Whenever yeah. Giannis falls, he's getting his rest. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. watch him. He's yeah. chilling. He's trying to score a bucket. Yeah. Lie down. He was pulling Smart down. He even threw his leg over Marcus yeah. Smart. Yeah. Uh, but then the play was over. He's like, okay, get get the hell yeah. away And here. the same thing happened yeah. on the Horford dunk there. He was down. And, and you know, he got hit. Yeah. But he was also like, i got to give me a couple of minutes here, guys. I'm <laughs> gassed. So great series. I still don't really know which way it's going to yeah. go. Uh, sure. it, I, I think we're going seven no matter what. 
Uh, and does Middleton return in this series? Uh, I guess he's doing some light contact, I think is the latest uh, update from the Bucks side of things. I mean, is it possible he comes back? Maybe not in Game 5, but moving ahead in this series, Game 6, potentially Game 7. It sure feels like this one is still going 7. Um, I just can't believe this Horford game. <laughs> I mean, I really can't. The five threes is wild. The dunk... I mean, dunked on Giannis. I mean, go ba- explodes baseline and then, you know, beats him to the rim, showing the hops. What? Like, we said this is his greatest game maybe ever. Like, what was the greatest Al Horford game before this? Like, <laughs> no, one no one knows. I'm sure it was a 26-point, yeah. uh, great defensive-minded game, hit a couple threes. <laughs> uh, but it's just going for 30 and 8, uh, a plus 20 out there in a game where, you know, it's 116-108 in the end. But, man, every basket because of the, so many talented defenders on both sides everything is a slog like you gotta work for those points and uh he comes through he saved this series yes completely did uh al horford you know tatum closed it out no doubt but they're not winning it if they're down 3-1 in my personal opinion (laughs) they're not beating them three times in a row when Giannis is on the other side and now of course they could al horford's the nicest nicest basketball player on earth even when Giannis (laughs) dunked on his head uh, and Giannis gave him a stare down, which wasn't much of a stare, but he gave him a stare down, yep. you know, opening yep. the door for Al to be pissed. <laughs> Al just said, nodded and said, okay. And then his sister, Anna Horford, jumped on Twitter and said, this was the moment Al got pissed. She's and, seen the look before she, she said yeah, or something. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it wasn't much of a piss. <laughs> no, but that, he was like, uh, yeah, he's like, okay. And then he remembered, and he did He did smack him in the head yeah. when yeah. he dunked on yeah. Giannis. Yeah. He threw that left arm out because it was a battle between Al and Giannis Tetsukumpo. Who the hell saw this yeah. coming? Uh, us who've seen Al here, yeah, he's just such a calm dude. Uh, but they went 17 of 19 in the fourth quarter. I, I keep looking at that stat like that's not true. Like the, the Celtics, I'm saying, as a team went 17 of 19. Is that freaking possible that they only missed two shots? Because I remember people yelling about Peyton Pritchard out there. Peyton Pritchard getting fourth quarter minutes and he missed a shot. Yeah. But he just missed one and Tatum missed one. And they went 15 of, uh, you know, 17 otherwise. Uh, or no. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, 15 of... Hold on. <laughs> I got a 17 go of 17. Of 19, 16, 16 of 19. 19? No, I can't find the other missed shot. Anyways, uh, yeah, to put up 40-plus points on the Bucks. yeah, Horford got them there. And, yeah, they desperately need Chris Middleton to rip off that plain white T-shirt that he's wearing uh, alongside those those pants. It, it felt like a, uh, uh, I was watching him. It felt like a, he looked. Wait, what? What? Yeah. What did I say? What did I say about his pants? to rip off his plain white T-shirt and his pants. Yeah, because I thought, I thought, I thought. The, that was the perfect attire to do like a WWE. Oh, like, you think he had his jersey and his shorts Terrible. underneath? Yeah, 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 sure. Sure. yeah, okay. yeah. It just looked like a, a real plain shirt. Like why are you wearing? I mean, there is some. Oh. Some, it's uh, Chris Middleton, I think. That's yeah, embroidery up for him. on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, no, it could be a cool guy shirt too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was I don't, a cool guy shirt. I don't know shirt. cool guy shirts. Uh, I'm wearing, wearing this no dunk shirt. Off, no, man. this yeah. is cool. Anyway, the classic factory. We took our, all of us took our shirts off this morning yeah. <laughs> to swap yeah. in these freshies. Yeah. Why not? They, you Feels can definitely good. tell they're missing Middleton though. Holiday is really struggling. 31 of 92 so far in, in the series. 34 percent and 30 percent from three. They had to move Bobby Portis to the bench because the Celtics went a little bit of small. Grayson Allen couldn't get a shot Zero. off. George Hill didn't even want to take a shot. Uh, and I actually yeah. thought he played okay, yeah. but it's yeah. like yeah. somebody's got to do something because it's just not working with Drew Holiday as the number two guy. I don't know. It just maybe going against the Celtics defense that is kind of primed to play against the physical style like uh, Drew Holiday plays. They maybe just need somebody with a little bit more wiggle to get some shots up. Hmm. And then for the Celtics coming off the bench, you know, Tice doing 
really nothing. Pritchard really doing nothing, missing his uh, his three-point shots there, only took two of them. But Derek White uh, was impactful defensively. I think I don't think anybody even scored on him if you saw the numbers going around. Like, as a primary defender, uh, White didn't get scored on last night, which is incredible. But then he chipped in 11 points, uh, you know, four or six shooting. He hit a three, hit his free throws, and, mm. like, that's you're, you're laughing if you're getting obviously elite perimeter defense from yeah. him, but then, you know, he's he's hitting his shots when they're there. Uh, yeah. He was great, I thought, for them in a game where, you know, they basically had six guys contributing. Yeah, because I didn't think he was good against Brooklyn, and I don't think he had been all that good in other games of this series as well. So this was, I think, his most uh, steady performance because yeah. basically they were playing six guys last night uh, for Udoka. So that's uh, that's huge. I mean, Derek White, you you know, he's coming from the Spurs, so you expect him to be pretty good and, uh, and, and understand the assignment. And uh, defensively, he did have an impact. Yeah, and Drew, back to him struggling here. He definitely you can see you can see him staying aggressive, looking mm, for mm-hmm. his shot, like really. Uh, and I thought even last night, early in shot clocks, he was going. But 16 points on the five of 22. He missed a. I mean, it was still a game. He missed a bunny inside. Uh, I think, I think late. was that on Tatum. I think that. Yeah. I think I think Tatum may have got a, a touch on it, but it, but yep. I agree that he's actually getting to his spots. He's yeah. going to where he wants to go. He just can't knock him down. Yeah, and it's so clear to me that he's like, I have to score here mm. to help Giannis out. Like so it, with no Middleton and, and his twenty to twenty five that you can pencil in every night, I have to be the guy. And he has in some games to some extent. Uh, and, but last night was a a really really rough one from him. So so I mean, can you even try and predict this series? <laughs> Now best of three, Boston takes back home court advantage. Tatum maybe unlocked a little bit. Giannis, is he running out of steam? We, we think he's invincible, but does he have a limit? Like, where, do you, where, do you, where do you go with this one, Trey? Well, I think that Tatum has realized that there's shots there for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically like Brooke Lopez is going to be in drop coverage. Just take the shot. Just yep. shoot it, man. And that's exactly what the Celtics need. He didn't shoot the ball well particularly 11 for 24, 3 of 10 from 3, but taking the shots is huge, and and it allows the other players to, to get their shots in the flow of the game. And I think they also realize, uh, it, just with the way the Bucks play defense, the shots are going to be there for Al Horford as well. So a Tatum-Horford two-man game, mm-hmm. you know that the drop coverage is just going to allow, if they're going if they're going to Tatum, Horford's got a shot. If they don't, Tatum's got a shot. Right. So that's tough for the Bucks because their reliability on the offensive end isn't quite there, you know. Bobby Portis has been a really big player for them in the playoffs, especially once Middleton went down, and they're just not able to generate the same sort of offensive production uh, from Portis because it's tough to play three bigs against the Celtics lineup. So, I don't know. Uh, every game feels like it's going to go one way or the other, uh, so this seems like a best of three as it is, and yep. I think we're going to seven just because Celtics will probably play a little bit better at home, and then we're going to get a baller performance from the Bucks coming back home for their game in game six. Hey, what do you think? Well, they're uh, the Bucks are just desperate for anybody uh, to be able to just shake somebody and get to the rim. They, they threw in Grayson Allen at the end of this game after he got the start uh, because they went away from Bobby Portis and they needed somebody to create. I just, I just we're asking Giannis to do what he did in the finals, and that's different. I think when you know, like you're. Your games are going to be done. Uh, he's just he's just having to do a lot. Uh, the Celtics have found that Tatum, uh, yeah, has shots available to him, and uh, you know Jalen Brown was able to have a quiet game. So it, really, it's on Giannis. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to, you know, put a lot of stock into Drew slash Grayson slash Wes 
slash Connaughton, who had a good game, uh, mm-hmm. having great games. I know we, we think oh, Brooke can score, uh, but the Celtics are doing a good job. And uh, I, I just uh, – this is absolutely uh, a best two out of three. I'm, I enjoyed this game more than I have earlier in this series where there's a lot more – talk about the the referees yeah. and stuff this was a uh, this was a respectable game you know besides Martin, the dumb tony game. brothers yeah taunting tech on Giannis, Giannis when he dunked yeah. on al horford which fired up al horford in the end but like he didn't do anything he didn't do anything and that's, and that's the sort of thing where uh but you're again, right if Giannis does something later in the game where there's a double tech he can get ejected for doing nothing you know, like like that with Tony Brothers, you see him in the replay, steps right in. No, like, that's not it. on my watch. Yeah. Don't you dare express yourself <laughs> like that on my game. Uh, dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, and, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. It, was, it was Boston deserved to win this game. The, the only one thing I thought was funny, Stan Van was uh, going in pretty hard on Giannis's three-point shooting there last night. And look, fair enough, he's shooting uh, 13% for the playoffs this season. He's two for 16 in this series. And he's also... His free throw shooting is dropping off. I bring those up because I think that is also an indication of fatigue somewhat. Yeah, you know, yeah. when you when your legs aren't there, you just uh, that's where you notice it. So he's still brilliant. He's he's, he's everything he's doing is incredible. Um, but Stan Van, you could sort of feel the coach Stan Van coming out on both sides. It was almost like he how he would talk to Giannis if he was his coach, and also how if he was the opposing coach. He's like, let's live with these long uh, these yeah. long threes and twos from Giannis. Yeah, because it's like what we used to do with LeBron. Or at least uh, maybe the casual fan. Why doesn't he just go to the the net every yeah. single time? Why don't he just attack every single time? Nobody can stop him. It's like mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, Giannis almost is the almost does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. But at a certain point, just pure exhaustion, and you're getting nailed. Three in there. bodies is coming yeah, at you too. Yeah. That you are going to settle for yeah. some jumpers and some <laughs> three pointers <Yeah. laughs> because you can't actually humanly do it every single time down the floor. No. Even though Giannis probably gets as closest to anyone that I can remember. Of trying to do it, mm-hmm. but it's uh, mm-hmm. catching up to him. So anyway, pivotal game five. <laughs> yeah, I think we're at the point now with the schedules. Somebody quote me if I'm wrong. Like it's like it's every second night. We just have a game every second night. There's no big gaps. Remember we had this like <laughs> felt like there was a week off in this series uh, mm-hmm. between yeah. games two and three, but not anymore. And that in in theory probably helps the Celtics team who, and I guess we've sort of alluded to it, but no Robert Williams in game four there last night, uh, mm. and he should be back for game five um, and give them some yeah. minutes at the center position. Yeah, two starting lineup changes in this game. That, yeah. You know, from from either side that yeah, didn't unfortunately for for the Bucks didn't have a huge impact because Grayson Allen just wasn't able to uh, to impact the game like they hoped. That could have been Bogdan Bogdanovich's spot way back. You know, and then they <laughs> wow. go get Drew Holiday. Anyways, they they need a third guy and Chris They Middleton. traded DiVincenzo for Serge Ibaka. Yeah. yeah, at the time, yeah. at the time, they weren't sure really of what Lopez was going to give them. I, I mean, but they, yeah, but you think Donnie? Would, well, they're missing yeah, Donnie Dante. That's the thing. You kept comparing yeah. like what Giannis he's got to do what he did in the finals. I agree to that to some extent. But Chris Middleton was playing. Yeah, it was still good for twenty four points. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, know, I, yeah, he's got to be. Uh, he's got to be averaging at least thirty to thirty five for them to win yeah. in this game or win in this series. I, I will say just one thing, like. I, I I enjoy this series because I think every everything has been sort of respectable in on the floor in Game Four, especially. But you know the old hats, like there could have been several fights in this game. You know, with with Giannis Duncan on Horford, nothing happened. Jalen Brown 
getting fouled by Giannis and mm. then Giannis grabbing him by the neck. Oh, yeah. Right. By the yeah, scruff. I that. <laughs> no reaction from Jalen Brown. Marcus yeah, just Smart. Just more of a, yeah, get off. Just yeah, get off. Just gentle. Yeah, nothing. Um, hey, yeah, Marcus he... Smart, figure four. Like, there could have been so many more. So I'm sure there's, I'm sure Steve Kirby could be watching this and saying, these guys are soft. Soft. You know? Like, oh, you like said Steve no Kirby, his yeah. dad. I thought you yeah, said not Steve, Steve Curry. Curry? Like, why is Steve Curry? My, my dad's watching these games saying, these are just beautiful charge takes. <laughs> <laughs> he invented flopping. Uh, <laughs> Mark, he loves Marcus Smart. He's got his jersey on. Exactly. Well, actually, uh, uh, my stepbrother is a huge Horford head. Like oh, He's been a Horford head wow. since, since Al Horford's first stint with the Celtics, so they're going crazy when Horford's having these huge games. But, <laughs> you is know. Larry Luke? your brother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe he is, maybe he is. Um, but the, the Bucks have won two games in this series when Giannis has been the best player on the court so he can continue to do that I think but also in the last three games Milwaukee has shot 17% 27% and 33% from three like that's the difference right mm. there really is if any of these role players hit threes they've got a good chance yeah. even if Giannis isn't having a finals like game I, I think there is definitely back to your point Tass like there's there's a respect out there from, yeah. from the Celtics to the Bucks, and, and probably vice versa, but like they're the champs. Mm -hmm. And they have Giannis, who at many times appears to be the best player in the world. And I think they realize there are many people think that whoever wins this series is potentially winning the title. Uh, so there's that added element to it, yeah. uh, just with the, the elite mm -hmm. defense that both of these squads can play. And then, you know, your offensive stars on both sides, too. Yeah, Ime Udoka coming from the Spurs coaching tree, it feels like a, a pop-type team where they respect the other team. Uh, to me, you know, then they're not they're not dirty. They're not going to fight, even though, you know, that's what half the Internet says, that the Celtics are, you know, this flopping bunch. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a level of respect, but there's physicality. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and for both sides, the Bucks are, are that type of team led by a mild-mannered guy and Giannis who's, you know, dunking on people, getting dunked on, and then thinking about uh, what dad jokes he's going to have in the post-game <laughs> press conference. That's what he says when he lies down and has – those 30 second breaks he's thinking about what dad joke he's gonna bring to the podium <laughs> right so there's a there's a level of you know they're they're balling hard out there but no one's yeah no, one, no one's playing ugly no one's playing dirty i did love twitter last night with big al going off against budenholzer all the old oh, Fox yeah. photos of uh, horford and a young looking budenholzer mm, yeah uh, like i feel like al horford shoots. looks pretty much the same Identical. as he did Identical. in atlanta but uh bud has aged a little bit <laughs> holy <laughs> yeah yeah uh but anyway great series so much fun and hopefully we get three more games from it uh okay we got some uh, i guess our final piece of NBA award news, though officially we don't have the formal announcement mm. about MVP yet, though uh, Woe just told us that uh, obviously Jokic is winning it. But we got Suns, Monty Williams winning the 21-22 Coach of the Year. It's official. And he ran away with this one, Lee. We'll show mm. you the voting results. He's on everybody's ballot and got a significant amount of first place votes. Jenkins coming in second, Spolstra third. Um, and then a bunch of, uh, you know, not throwaway votes because there's a lot of deserving coaches, but Udoka and Bickerstaff in Cleveland and Lou with the Clippers and Kidd in the, with Dallas, Nurse Toronto, and Finchie with uh, the Wolves even getting a, a mm. few third-place votes. But what do you think? Well, I guess the, the Coach of the uh, Year award, it comes down to what you do you value. Was it a surprising season like Taylor Jenkins had there for Memphis? 
was it Eric Spolster who just quietly got his team to number one in the Eastern Conference? But I think ultimately, if one team wins 64 games, as the uh, Suns did, no one else cracked 60, it's pretty hard to not give it to that guy. Also, uh, when he maybe had a case for it the year before. Of course, too. yeah. There yeah. Is that. This is definitely the one that I think is more the, the narrative behind it can be whatever you want it to be. You know, like Udoka, you know, the, considering where they were, yeah. so many games below 500 to uh, being now, you know, potentially the favorite in the East to go all the way. It, he, he did an incredible job, but it was only half the season for this sort of award. So very happy Monty won it. Um, I thought Jenkins being second there, he did do the most surprising job to get Memphis to number two in the Western Conference. So don't really have a problem with uh, with how it came out in the end. Okay. Any thoughts on Coach of the Year? Nah. Good. <laughs> I mean, good stuff. I think uh, yeah, last no season surprise. you could at least make a case for other coaches, which is how Thibodeau won it, because you say, oh, look, Chris Paul just joined the Suns. Look at this perfect health they had. It's all Chris Paul and staying healthy. This year, the Suns had basically everybody out of the lineup, except for Bridges, who is an Iron Man. And Chris Paul has also had another great season, but he missed a chunk of time. And the and it feels like the Suns got better, got a lot of career years from guys like Cameron Johnson. Bridges had a really solid season, was in the mix for Defensive Player of the Year. So this was an easy vote for me. Yeah. You, I agree. Wait, you voted? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You were part of the panel? Yeah, yeah. Only coach of the year. Only coach of the year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was me who gave one second place vote for Nick Nurse. It was I. <laughs> was I <laughs> okay uh, yeah anything to add to this is not a shock at all no. felt like he wrapped this up months ago I think JB in Cleveland should have got a little bit uh, a little bit more, a little few more votes <laughs> there's a few more <laughs> well we know you would have voted for him if you had a vote nah I wouldn't have I would have gotten him I would have had him higher <laughs> what number at least three <laughs> Monty Taylor JB and his bigger staff one more bigger staff joke for the road hey, Giannis could use that Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a bad joke. <laughs> what would his joke be, though? Ah, oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what? Okay, hold on. What would Giannis's joke About be that he would Bicker say Staff? in the well, post? You told I know, me. I know. I'm, I'm, told, I'm, oh, yeah, okay, I'm buying time. Okay, we could work, Staff, for sure. Okay, yeah. Bicker. Yeah, Bicker, you know what? Let's take, a, let's take a break, unless anybody has any uh, final coach well, I mean, of the year I mean, I had a... What do you call a player arguing with his coach? Yeah, I don't know. Or, yeah. or within the... S- <laughs> yeah, like, what, what, I had an argument with Mike Boonholzer, Coach Boonholzer earlier. What would you call that? And Darvin Ham. And Darvin Ham, yeah. It's got to be <laughs> it staff. real bigger staff. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Wait, we mean, can get there. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Why, why does, let's not sleep on the JB part, too. We could use that for to stand for something. Just bitching. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Just bitching. That's great. <laughs> why does Waldo always wear stripes? Uh... Because he doesn't want to be spotted. (laughs) That's a really good one. That's that's uh, really good. And uh, hey, do you? uh, I think you got to find the wizard too. You know how you find him? Look for him holding the bicker staff. There you go. Let's take. So was it get the staff? Was it the staff? I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. There's a little wizard and where's Waldo? I was He's waiting for the all staff. the jokes. I was where's waiting for the wizard. Yeah. yeah. These wizards hold staffs. That was my question. Are they staffs? Yeah, man. I, I think feel so. feel like there might be another word for it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. JD is a wizard <laughs> holding a staff in the Where's Waldo books. The wizards hold staffs. That's the question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. Are you asking me? <laughs> Hell yeah. You're the geek here. <laughs> I'm the geek. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry. I'm the geek? <laughs> you are the wizard and warlock of the team. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, they, they have a staff. They, they carry a staff, a staff, for okay, sure. For listen, sure. Trigger- There's a wizard in every single why are, hey, why are we bickering about this staff? <laughs> See, uh, fucking nailed it. Sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> JB. I didn't know skates. that there was a wizard in every Oh, yeah, yeah. Classic. That's a classic Waldo Fine. Believe a dog. 
Well, well, I'm glad I saved all my books. I can go back and get a lot more. <laughs> I know where Waldo is. Yeah, there, no, there's definitely a wizard. Wizard Whitebeard is apparently his name. Yeah. Says his item is a scroll. Yeah, right. Scroll? Uh-oh. That's a No, a scroll. No, scroll. There's a scroll, too, that you got to find yeah. on the page. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Are we dating ourselves? Like, they don't make these anymore. Well, but we're, we're like showing them. off our ignorance uh, being North American. What's it called uh, elsewhere? Isn't it called something else? The it's song? not called Where's Waldo. Is it Where's Wally or something? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is yeah. where, Where's Wally, yeah. I wonder why. Hmm. I wonder why. Where's Wally? <laughs> He's bugging Jerry. Where's Wancho? It's not even a what. It's a yeah. Oh, you want to make a or Where's a Waldo book with uh, Wancho instead? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. For sure. With a little bicker staff you got to find instead of uh, the wizards. Uh, let's take our final break. <laughs> we need it at this point. And when we come back, Lee has a tweet of the night that he says a banger. Yes. Yeah. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, Lily. Yes. Let's do it. Tweet of the night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet. Uh. What do you got? Yeah, just before I get, I'm going to try another joke here. Uh, <laughs> right. Wait, about bigger stuff? Yeah. Right. You think of this movie, it's got Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane, Lance Reddick, John Leguizamo, and Bridget Mohan in it. That's a John, that's a John Wicked stuff for a movie. Okay, didn't work. Anyway, That's all right. uh, so tweet. Not bad, I've got a tweet. Yeah. I, I've been trying to think of one this whole time, to be honest. So let me try it. Okay, well the tweet is actually we've got a video uh, to show, and it comes from a fan of the show and uh, former guest of the show, King of the Fourth Quarter, Kenny. Oh yeah, who we know is a uh, a Chicago boy, and what an honour he had last night because he was. Throwing out the first pitch at a White Sox game. He's yeah. got his own jersey there and everything. And he goes out there to the mound. Look at him. He's Looking happy. great. There yeah. we go. All right. Let's see it. There it is. Here it is. Here. Winds up. Nice. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, okay. Right. Now, I, I, at that one. I always like it when the mascot doesn't move. That's, that shows you accuracy. Yeah. You Why know? was the mascot in front of the plate? Yeah. I, I, I'm confused. Didn't think Kenny had the arm, but I, well, I think he did. I've got a little bit of uh, background information here as there to how go. this came there about here. Also, I, hold on. Hold on. What the hell was that mascot? Is that their mascot? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. I've never seen that mascot. <laughs> what was Sorry. his name? Um, yeah, that's what it said on his jersey. So I, uh, I asked him, like, how did this come about? And he said, uh, they asked me Thursday morning if I was interested. And as a lifelong fan, it was an easy yes. They gave him sweet tickets. had an entire family there, so I had a great time. And then he said, I've got one last nugget of information. They asked me not to throw it fast because the mascot can't really see. But oh. throwing out the first pitch is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So I did it anyway. Oh, I think that's absolutely oh. what you do there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be tough to catch a baseball <laughs> yeah, it's a, in a giant mascot head. Yeah. Never thought of that. Yeah. But also, if you don't catch it, a lot of padding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take it in the face. Who cares? Yeah, catch yeah, it in yeah, your yeah, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so great honor there. Well, that would be awesome. I'd love to throw out the first pitch. Didn't, didn't someone contact us once about a minor league baseball team? Yeah, oh, the said, Bananas or something. Wasn't it the Bananas? Was it that team? It wasn't the Gwinnett Stripers. It was a little further out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody said, why don't you guys come out for a no dogs baseball Wasn't the Savannah night? Bananas? I would love to. No. Why did we drop yeah. the ball No, it wasn't Savannah one? Bananas. It was closer. Anyway. Lee, I don't feel like I've ever seen you throw a ball. Mm. I've seen you like uh, do the old Aussie rules. Yeah. Job, you the little drop kick you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a straight up like a baseball chuck? I don't know. I've well, never thrown a baseball throw a wicked googly. Yeah. yeah, but in cricket, you have to when you yeah, when sure. you're fielding, you have yeah. to throw it. So it's very similar. The, the seam is bigger in 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 a cricket ball, and it's it's only goes over the ball. It doesn't go around yeah. like oh. a baseball. But. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get out there and throw a dart. You know, could you? So, what, what, what's Lee Ellis throwing if he steps into the cage? Well, I think I did it at the uh, Braves one yeah. time. I think I was like fifty-nine miles an hour. Yeah, I was, was going like, to gonna guess around that. You think you can throw it way harder yeah. and faster? Everybody does. Yeah. yeah, but like, and when you see it, you go, oh. That, that's not very fast. Like yeah, when yeah. they're throwing at 92 miles an <laughs> yeah, hour and stuff like that. That's so, a knuckleball well. for them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's fun. All right. Yeah, great. Well, shout out to Kenny. Shout yep. out to Kenny. That that's is an awesome. honor. And you said I, sweet tickets, as in he was in a suite, or they were just yeah. sweet I think tickets. both, actually. If oh, okay. yeah. I think he was in the suite. Yes, he was. I like Iron Eagle as keeping sweet alive. That pass was sweet. You know, I like <laughs> that. Say sweet. Don't go anywhere. I, I hope that word doesn't go anywhere. I hope that word isn't, you know, one of those Google trend words that just hits the decline. I hope it stays alive. Because I feel like it's one of those words that could be, like, I wonder, you know, I'm not down with all the lingo. I say yeah. sick. I still say sick. Nice. I think that's going to die, too. You think six on the say, way out? Yeah, I, like I'm not going to substitute it for dope. I don't think. <laughs> if well, you haven't made the change, you probably yeah. Yeah. I love it. Do you say dope? I, I would. I'm more likely to type dope mm. than to say it. Mm. Dope. Uh, yeah, dope. I'm, I'm still in on sweet though. I probably peaked with dude. Where's my car? But I'm sticking around. <laughs> Things are always going to be sweet to me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was sweet. WCW. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Sweet. Same era. I mean, uh, yeah. late '90s, early 2000s. Sweet times. <laughs> Sweet times. Uh, all right, tonight's Pivotal Game 5s. We have two of them. Yes, two Pivotal Game 5s. 76ers in Miami to take on the Heat. That one gets started at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So that's probably a 7.32 tip, everybody, on TNT. Followed by the nightcap, which is a Mavs in Phoenix. Uh, Dallas shocking a lot of people, myself included, winning both games there in Dallas. So we go to Phoenix for Game 5. Tass, what are you watching for in either of these games? Got any predictions you want to throw out? Mm. I know you're pumped for these games. We're always always pumped for pivotal game fives here. That Miami crowd better show up. Oh, from nice. opening tip. Okay. The people have been coming after you, criticize it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Wait, he's joking. <laughs> no, no, no. We oh. had a few messages from people. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Show this to Tass. Show what to Tass? Well, just the, the fact the crowd's been into it and things like that. 
Yeah. They got to be into it from opening tip, mm. which ain't going to happen, unfortunately. That's just the way it is. It's, Anyways, I hope they are out there because now we got a series. It's 2-2. Joel Embiid is there. And uh, really, I'm looking for the sporting cast. If Kyle Lowry plays. comes out and plays, yeah. Uh, is he? Status yeah, questionable mm. for game five, which is obviously a, a bad sign. He just played in two games, and then his status is questionable. Yeah. Yeah, the hammy hamming, ha, 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 hamstringing him, <laughs> as that word hamstrings my mouth. Uh, who supports, yeah, Jimmy, mm-hmm. primarily? Uh, that's the question. Because I, I know Bam's had a very good series, um, but we expect more of Hero, expect more of Kyle, as we should, as uh, creators. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if Gabe Vincent is in there starting and I think they can set up Max Struess a little bit more and I know you guys talked about Victor Oladipo possibly entering the starting lineup I know Lee did or uh, more minutes for Duncan Robinson Yeah, but going home I just feel like everything might work out and Tyler Hero might have a game Uh, it's really on Tyler Hero I I think you know we mentioned all these other names that guy can create whatever the heck he wants here's the thing to watch how pissed off is Dwell Embiid that he's not winning MVP Mm. I, I mean, I know it sounds silly to say that, but if any guy is like going to take that slight and run with it, it would be him. I mean, Jokic gets announced uh, yesterday, and now here he is in a pivotal game five. He's back. You know, I know he's dealing with his hand and all that, but he could have a monster game, be fueled at least from the start, like he was in game four. He started that one on fire. Uh, and whether or not the Heat and Bam can slow him. Uh, and is Deadman back for the Heat, too? I know he missed a game for there's some fouls and a big guy to yeah, at least fouls. try and i think he's also him. i think he's also out yeah uh, oh wow okay uh I, I do believe i could be incorrect about that but yanis was wearing his uh, mvp shoes yesterday mm, mm. Just, a just a little note <laughs> thank you i'm a former mvp i could be a part of this conversation <laughs> it said mvp on the tongue of his shoes uh yeah what do you think about either of these games tonight Trey? uh here's a podcasting pro tip okay. you can always pick three pointers made as the X factor in a Big series, time. and that's certainly the case for this game. Game three was James, or game four was James Harden making impossible step backs, like great defense mm. from the Heat, but Harden just was on fire. Let's see if that translates. Meanwhile, the Heat went seven for thirty-five. Like you're not going to win a game in 2022 shooting seven for thirty-five from three when you take a lot of threes. So I think they should dust off Duncan Robinson. You're paying him eighty million dollars specifically to shoot three pointers. At least give him like. Six minutes in yeah, the first half. I agree. Get some you shots. You give him up. a window to mm-hmm. see if he's just. Let's see if he's got couple. it. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's. I think Spolster will actually too, especially if Lowry doesn't play. I mean, oh yeah. Sort of oh opens yeah. Up a slot there. Um, and Danny Green, I'd, I'd add to that too. He couldn't hit a shot in Miami three pointer, yep. and mm. he could barely miss in Philadelphia. So we'll see if it travels. Uh, what about the second game, Mavs Suns? Let's not uh, gloss over that one. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I think Phoenix win it, and I do wonder if they do. Talked about yesterday, just. Give it a little bit more inside to Aiton and just see if they can expose uh, the, the the when the Mavs go small. You've got a massive guy who can shoot over those guys. I think go into there and a Chris Paul bounce back as well. I mean, he seems to have either had unbelievable games or kind of stinkers <laughs> at times yeah. uh, in the playoffs. So, you know, the Suns obviously. Uh, I don't think they thought this series may have even been continuing at this point last week, but right. uh, now they're back into a bit of a fight. As for the Mavs, they definitely have a recipe. If everyone's hitting those threes, sure. If Kleber, if Finney Smith, uh, you know, obviously Luca, who only had one for ten in the last game, but if other guys are shooting threes, Mavs could steal this. Tim Reynolds just tweeted, "Kyle Lowry is out tonight." There you go. There you go. Okay, no Lowry in the first game. We won't have to worry about the Suns crowd. I'll tell you that. They're, they'll be pretty pretty into that game right from mm-hmm. the jump. But will the butts get tight if the Mavs are splashing? <laughs> 
They may. They may. Mm. They may. This Can't is great, we- actually. I mean, when you think about where Philadelphia, obviously no Joel Embiid, but now they're in a position where... Especially without Kyle Lowry, that offense hasn't been great for Miami. No. Philadelphia could all of a sudden reverse this series and uh, really give themselves a chance. Imagine Doc Rivers. Imagine the uh, the flex we'll get from him if he comes back from 2-0 down <laughs> and is to win a series. Well, that's the thing with both of these games. You could have the best player. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, being on the road and taking a game five. Embiid in, in Miami. And, and who's to say Luka doesn't have a special performance in him? Mm. He hasn't shot the ball all that great. But he could easily go into Phoenix and, and put up one of his like 45, 15, and 10s, and suddenly they have the 3 2 series lead. I mean, there's all other great players on the other side, and Butler and Booker and Chris Paul and all that, but that's that's on the table here, which makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I thought you were going to say something before that. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I was going to chime in. If Doc Rivers does come out after they go up 3 2, let's say they go 3 2, he, he shouldn't say that this series is no, over. No, no, no. <laughs> because, because flashback yeah. to when Tracy McGrady did it as a one of his players mm. back in 2003. I think it was three. I think it was 2003 when they went up 3-1. Right. Uh, and was that on the Sixers? The Pistons. No, the Pistons. The Pistons. Oh, yeah. Pistons came yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first year of the best of seven series in round one. Maybe he just didn't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think his words were, I'm getting ready for the second round. Yeah. I, I think it was, yeah. Feel, no, feels good to make the second <laughs> That's round. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of pivotal... Four pivotal game fives in the NHL tonight. Did you know that? Yes, it's pivotal to Why? Oh, and on Wedgie Day, too. We're getting to Wedgie wow. tonight, too. You can lock that in. That got tweeted to us. Trey Arteed, Skeets Arteed. Yeah. Four <laughs> playoff hockey series at 2-2 tonight. So we have. you're telling me we have six pivotal game fives tonight across the two leagues. Whoa! <laughs> wow, we got hockey music! Are your flames a part of one of these 2-2 series? Well, they're 2-2. Want to make some pixies here? Let's All right, yeah, pick. let's make some hockey picks. Let's go. Bruins, Hurricanes in Carolina. Oh. Canes. Bruins. Nice. Bruins are going to rally. Canes. Okay. Okay, Lightning versus Maple Leafs in Toronto. Oh, come on, Leafs! Maple laughs. <laughs> Drop it up the puck. They'll lose. You watch. They'll Clear. shit the bed like they always do. <laughs> Give me the Lightning. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, it's got to be the Leafs. The storms are a clearing tonight. What do you got, Lee? Lightning or Leafs? Ah, give me the Leafs. Homer! (laughs) All right. uh, The Blues versus the Wild. Oh, man. (laughs) Weird. That's weird to say. In Minnesota, the wildest place of all. Yeah, give me the Wild. Yeah, I'll go Wild. Yeah, I think this is an upset in the making where uh, the Blues are not expected to win this series. So I'm taking the Blues. Wow, wow, so they've wow. done it before. They won a cup a couple of years ago as an underdog. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Big game from Pronger tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Kings Oilers in Edmonton. Oh, oh, you know, give me the Steph- Oils. Yeah. Yeah, Conor McDavid, man. He's going to turn in a big one. I feel like this one. has been a high-scoring series. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't quote me on that. Just a lot of pucks going <laughs> in the nylon. <laughs> Did they ever say that? <laughs> yep. Uh, so, the yeah, Oilers. give me the Oilers for our guy Stefan. Yeah, I'm going Oilers here as well. I like their their unis. Okay. Got good I unis. Do. They do. Yeah. I do. I agree. All right. Those the over-under for every game is six and a half, except for one, which is six. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. I'm gonna, like, I don't know. Each team's going to score three. Oilers, big favorite. Big favorite tonight. The minus really? 220. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Flames also 2-2. Oh, okay. Tied it up yesterday. They're not playing tonight. Johnny Goudreau had a penalty shot goal. Ooh. Don't see that too often. Johnny? Yeah, faked out Johnny. the goalie. Sounds like a wrestler. Faked out Johnny the goalie. Faked Triple Deke? Nah, just a, just a hold on to the puck, a little dingle, a little dangle, and then 
He th- it looked like he was going to shoot. The goalie bit, went down. Oh, he waited to go. And out. then he went to his backhand and just slipped it through the oh, five hole. Oh, slid it through the five hole very nicely. You know why they call it the five hole? No. <laughs> why are you laughing? Between the legs. Isn't <laughs> I don't know. It? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's the fifth hole. Is it? I don't know. I, I've, I've heard it. It's one of those things. I'm like, I, I'm guessing it's something to do with that, but I don't really know. <laughs> it's going to be the butthole. Ah. <laughs> they should call that one the two hole. <laughs> yeah, we got the numbers all wrong. That's, That's really obvious. Two. All right, guys. Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. If you're an F1 fan, Join Trey and Graydon later today, no breaks, live around 1 p.m. Eastern over on the No Breaks YouTube feed. Obviously, that's turned into a podcast breaking down the Miami GP and all the fanfare around it. That'll be, a, I bet that'll be a very, very fun one, you guys talking about all the celebrities there. Uh, what's the guy's name? Martin Brundle? Oh, oh yeah, man, yeah. that... Uh, that gridwalk, gridwalk was gridwalk. one for the ages. Uh, so I can't wait to listen <laughs> and watch No Breaks. But until then... Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, let's go to you, Trey. I'm not sure uh, you got in your Bickerstaff <laughs> joke that you were brewing. I'm not oh, sure if you're saving oh. it for no breaks. Okay. Here, it was going to be like this. Okay. okay. When JB's trying to get over a bicker with his dad, what does he do? <laughs> okay. He, he has a bickers with his staff about it. I mean Conver Fun. talks with his staff about he has a weekend at Bernie's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very fun <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were making dad jokes oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> embrace the day people <laughs> 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 wait what was it <laughs>